0: Ain't got no home, ain't got no shoes, ain't got no money, ain't got no class, ain't got no skirts, ain't got no sweaters, ain't got no perfume, ain't got no love,
1: ain't got no face. all these shows so that he can buy restaurants. That's what I'm thinking. guy got to have like of I know, but he, he must be... I think he must be doing it for for his farm yeah, and It's probably
2: largely ego driven, right? Like you just suddenly... So, there and so I, I,
1: I was thinking about that. I got... I caught glimpse of a few moments of that when he went to India and he did his big uh, sort of uh, Anthony Bourdain kind of rip off, Oh, he did
2: one of those? You know? He's had so many shows I've never even heard
1: of. Yeah, he went to India and uh, he explored the, the various uh, cooking in all the regions. And at one point he was um, in a very poor place and... Uh, he, he was asking do you know me like do you recognize me you know yeah like,
2: yeah, yeah
3: come on
1: why would uh, you say that i'm wearing a diaper you know? i don't recognize
2: you <laughs> <laughs> it's like
1: yeah i had to
2: figure out what would make the most sense here
1: Have you changed your eating habits? I'm
2: trying to eat fewer carbohydrates, but I think I'm going to try harder doing that in September. because <laughs> to care, it might have been terrible this summer. has been awful for getting to the to the gym. And the longer you wait, I not going,
1: been and the longer to the you gym. wait,
2: exactly, and the longer you don't go, when you go, you always think, man, why don't I just do this every day? It feels so good when you're done. I
1: know. And it
2: only takes really like for what I do, it takes like half an hour or 45 minutes. It doesn't take that long. But it's a little out of my way because I'm at UWO. I'm gonna think about moving to a different spot for this year. I think I like to. I got a good rate there because I'm we Western alumni right? But there's those fit for less or. Planet Fitness now that are like, I don't know, they're like 10 or $12 a month or something. But yeah, what's that cost you?
1: It was for a whole year, $160.
2: And do they have like they have treadmills and they, they have, have
1: everything like
2: machines? Probably no free weights, like you wouldn't see like big jock guys going there and like, dropping no. weights on the floor and stuff. No, because they'd go to a big It's
1: great, it's a great thing, see, but those... I haven't been. Yeah,
2: but for that price, you, you can afford not to go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got a good price that was like $300 and something at Western for a year and that's still good because a lot of places are like, you know, 700 800 like $50, mm-hmm. $60 a month some of them. Like Good Life. Mm-hmm.
3: But then, oh, you no, get, but, but go then go Good then.
2: Life has all these extra amenities like fitness classes and some of them have, a, there's pools at some of them and, and yeah. there's all these other things that you can do and that's why you pay more. But if you're not using them, why well, pay for it, right? You
1: know what works for me is having my friend. See, Sydney, Sydney uh, went to, uh, to uh, Bali this summer.
2: She oh, was gone I for see. two months,
1: so I had no you motivation. Were on your own. <laughs> yeah. I gotta have someone with me. It's it's just to know that she's there. And we talk. I speak French with her.
2: Oh that's cool. So and she, we is she is French she for French second language or?
1: She went to French immersion and her French is franglais, a lot of franglais.
2: But know. that's good for her to talk to you because yeah. then she can you know
1: I practiced. try to. But that's the
2: problem. It's people that have it lose it because they don't. I mean, usually they can gain it back fairly quickly, but if you you know been immersed in it at any point.
1: Yeah, but the thing is, a lot of kids they learn French at school, but it's not necessarily they they don't keep up a exactly. good quality and they
2: may have been taught good French level. by somebody who really is not even, even that good.
1: <laughs> yeah, even in school they let them make these mistakes so much so. It ends up being kind of a Creole, you know, like a mixture. It, it'll get you there. Like, you,
2: yeah, you can people get, will
1: understand yeah, you, if you, but they'll but probably you're switch sounding to English. They'll, like, they'll
2: switch to English pretty quickly if you're in Montreal. Because yeah, <laughs>
1: they'll
2: just say, yeah, yeah, you're struggling with this. Right? You
1: know, so I think it's better to say one sentence correctly. Then say you 10 sentences half assedly You have you know?
2: to sort of go through it and say, okay, we're going to have a little grammar lesson here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> go through each sentence
2: right? and say, yeah. This is what equivalent would be if you said it in English.
1: Right.
2: You know, because sometimes.
3: Yeah.
2: It's funny the way that grammar works like that, though, that if you learn a second language, how you get your own grammar for your first language, now you really understand it because it's an aid. Like, you know, you learned to speak French, you didn't think much about the grammar. No. Right? And then when you learn English, you had to think more about tenses and things that you just came naturally in French and then you sort of look back at French and say, I guess that's why we do this. (laughs) I know it's, I remember Crane telling me that, that it was learning a second language and she studied a bit of Spanish as well.
1: Oh, Spanish is so easy and great. Do you speak a bit of Spanish? Yeah. I could... I know some verbs and I know some sentences. But you'd probably understand could, it, to hear it pretty well. I could as long as understand it wasn't a lot of it. I, I heard some people speaking it, but they do, like, they, they merge words together. As long as they weren't
2: from Cuba. Yeah. So they speak, like, ten times faster than anywhere else. Oh.
3: Mm.
1: Yeah.
2: And did you pick mm. up, how much Arabic have you picked up? Uh,
1: That's a tough again,
2: language,
1: again, not not that Again, that much. I would say about... You know that now I could speak maybe 50 words in Arabic, and I have the basics of. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Good. I'm
2: Evan. I'm going to be taking over for
3: Harry. Hello
1: there.
2: Are you? You're looking for? You're clearly looking for. Yeah, over. we're I know you what somebody. I
1: want, but I'm not sure if.
2: Um. Mark. Yeah. Okay. Take your time. Take I don't. Wanna, I, I don't wanna rush you at all. I mm. can. I can come right back. I'll be close. Now, when yeah. they say two-handed sandwiches, are they basically impossible to eat? That looks like it would be almost impossible to eat. It's not quite as
3: almost so as it may look retail, in the right?
2: picture. Yeah, it's just the sandwich cut in half, stacked. I'm thinking of the grilled of the cheese other. and bacon. It's awesome. The, bur- the burgers are big. Yeah, the burgers. I found the two stacks. I wasn't crazy about the double patty, but but they were tasty. Yeah. I hear you. It's a big. Yeah, paper. it was just it was just kind of like too much. You can yeah, disassemble that and yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I'll try it. that. Awesome. Yeah. You know you know what you want,
1: right? Yeah, for the fish tacos.
2: Great, yeah.
1: you got it. So, any guacamole on the side? Yes. please. You got it. Okay. Are you okay with fries on the side for your? Uh,
2: sure, that's fine. Yeah. Great, thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, I always feel like I should learn. I'm not a, I'm not a language person. But I, I, my memory's it's not hard.
1: Made. It's hard. I've been trying to learn Arabic. Like I can, I can read Arabic now because I learned each letter. I spent so much time learning each letter. So if you put some words in front of me, I can read them. I don't know what they're saying, and my pronunciation will not be very good because there are so many. Swallowed Infections, letters yeah. and all kinds of things that happen with your throat. It's it's an incredible language. Like it uses your whole mouth, your throat, your uh, roof, yeah, the yeah. roof of your mouth. Uh, there's ah, there's, there's ah, there's there's two or three different H's. We, we
2: anglicize every here two so t's.
1: much. Uh, two D's.
2: How many letters are in their language? More than more than twenty six.
1: Twenty. I think it was twenty eight, something like that. But there are some weird, also combination of letters, like they have one like this, that's la, and that's just. There's a letter for L, and there's a letter for Aleph, but they have this symbol just for la. Right. So, when I asked when does this happen, you know, like, does this happen in all the words that have the syllable la? <laughs> no, not all the time. Yeah, so there's And nine. you don't, and there are letters, there are symbols, there's like a, a symbol at the end of words to indicate that it's feminine, but you won't find it in the alphabet. It just happens like that when you're writing.
2: Like secret letters. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. They
2: say English is one of the hardest languages to learn, but we don't have secret letters. <laughs> and we don't have any accents either.
1: No, the only thing that I could think of that sim that was similar is the and percent, the sign, the symbol oh, yeah. for and percent. Right, right. It means and right? right? right. But it's this weird thing that just Stands for the probably word probably and. I mean, who knows where that comes from? For from a printing. Probably from printing. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Probably I don't from the military. Know.
2: Everything comes from the military. Everything. Yeah. Like <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm having a London beer called Forked River. Yeah, that's
2: pretty good. That's the uh, the the IPA the Braille or whatever pale. What they call it. Called? Mm. It's like a rye-based pale ale. It's a little long bit. A beer. Yeah, that's nice. It's good to have that local. There's another new local one called Anderson that I had one the other day. It was pretty good. Mm.
1: You've lost a lot of weight. I don't think I've lost any weight. Yeah, you have.
2: Goodness, maybe I should yeah, be going to the gym. Like that's what. Thin- that's half the reason. Mark. That's half the reason why I don't go. It's like every time I look at the scale, I go. Ah! You're
1: like a thinner version of Mark. Somebody the said Mark that today I know. And I
2: said no, no. I was like. I was up to like 2.20 again. I, don't, I think I'm probably still around now. But I've, been, no. I've been trying to eat last during the day.
1: I think when I saw you last, you had been working out a lot. And you were, had been coming out of your working out. And you Uh-oh. were like... You I
2: had was more
1: muscles.
2: It. I, I, was, I thought it was like a good might have been a guitar. But I
1: don't think I was like,
2: No problem
1: mm. oh. yeah, People use their bikes a lot, eh?
2: Hey? Ah, you're in the east end There's a lot of people that can't afford cars here
1: Exactly Yeah Bike becomes your mode of transportation yeah. a, lot of
2: these, the, uh, a lot of the electric scooters, too For the people who've lost their licenses <laughs>
1: Dave would Dave, I told Dave he could. We could get him one And he won't get one Because of that Because well, of he, the perception Of it Ah,
2: I don't think that's fair
1: Yeah I don't think people Think of people that automatically do I think he thinks that
2: I don't think people Think that automatically I think it's a it joke It would give him
1: So much freedom And he would be so happy To, have he
2: just to be it. riding something He should just try it
1: He's always pissed off He can't drive You know
2: you should just try it. You only get, what, yeah. like two months of summer Sault St. Marie anyway, I right? I know. <laughs> like snow on the ground starting like October 1st. Melts oh, on no. the end. It Melts the end of May.
1: I know. I know. And then Jonathan, I don't know if he'll be allowed to drive either.
2: You don't think so?
1: I... Would like to think that he could. What do
2: they how do they make that decision? Is it this doctor has yeah, to say they I, I, think Yeah, I've he's been
1: googling it, trying to find out. And they try if to make
2: the assessment of whether they think he would just be too know. distracted or something?
1: Yeah. I don't know if if we could just maybe go anyway and and, and see Is if Is he
2: interested or
1: Yeah, keeps asking. And keep showing you know, me what, what if he's kind, kind interested of car in it, he, he might, wants to drive. You know what? Oh,
2: I bet you if he's interested in it, he'd be good at it and he'd be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Because he'd be focused on it, right? That's the yeah. way autism works, right? If it's like something you're interested in, suddenly he'd probably be the best driver in the whole world. Absolutely paying attention to absolutely every single uh, traffic rule, right? Knowing them, like, That's you know what the I mean? Thing. Yeah, like, exactly.
1: maybe he would
2: you would be mad at you all know the know other drivers. How, you're in second
1: <laughs> <four."> <laughs> you know how there is the rule that you're taught, and then there's the rule of the road? Yeah. And it's not always the same. No,
2: like, no, that's true. Like, you and can th- always go can 10 be tra-
1: kilometers ahead, yeah. you know? He
2: might get that.
1: Because
2: uh, that comes pretty naturally. But you're right, though, because, I mean, people that have that as a an affliction, it's like rules are really... Important, right? Like, and schedules are really important, and getting stuff done at the same time is really important. Actually, thinking of, I was talking about earlier uh, a show I was watching about uh, hacker and code. Um, it's good, the show's called The Code. It's an Australian show.
3: Oh, it's on Netflix.
2: It's pretty good. It's only, uh, I, think
3: I, think I think, five was or six episodes. But the
2: interesting mm-hmm. thing about that is, it's a story about a guy who's a journalist and his brother who's a he, he's like a computer hacker and he ends up hacking into some information that's government secrets and stuff and so it becomes this sort of like espionage sort of thing but the, the hacker brother is autistic and I think it's a pretty good portrayal of somebody yeah yeah, yeah. I think it's pretty good like he's he's older and he's kind of like you know high functioning but he still knows like he at some point he's got this girl who likes him and, and he's like but she was kind of there was some stuff going on with her and he, she wasn't being completely open and honest with her, who she was to him and he figured that out and he's talking about how he used to in uh, in grade school he had some kid Toby who used to steal his lunch money. He would, give, take, he would ask him for his lunch money and he would give it to him and he would have a reason why and he said but I had no way to know because I just didn't have any way to know that he was lying or not and then I remember my brother taught me to look at his eyes and see if he's blinking and I'm looking at you and I'm looking to see if you're blinking and it's, I don't know I thought it was really good. I think you'd probably enjoy it. If you like that sort of thing it's like I I do. do. Did you watch Homeland? Yes. Yeah. It's not, it's, I wouldn't say it's quite the same. Homeland's a little more American, but. Yeah. I thought Homeland was good. I thought Homeland was great, actually.
1: Yeah, Homeland was great. It was was a little bit.
2: intense, especially the first season. Yeah,
1: my God.
2: You just didn't know what to make of it, right?
1: Yeah, sometimes I'd feel a little bit like. They're too much on the American yeah, side. Yeah, that's know? I
2: didn't like They're that about it.
1: That too but much. But I also,
2: though, on that side, I like that it also was not really. It was fairly gray still, like about mm-hmm. what who the good guys and bad guys were, and not totally gray with who the obviously Arab terrorists were. I mean, there's always that, right? But another one that I just watched last night. I watch these British ones. I'll watch all five of them in a row sometimes.
1: Oh, the British ones are so yeah, good.
2: This one's called uh, Line of Duty. And it's about a guy who, again, it was it started off with a terrorist thing, where he was in charge of a like a SWAT operation, going into some known place where there was bombs being made in an apartment, and they got the wrong apartment and they killed somebody accidentally, mm-hmm. and so he ended up, I think what happened was he wouldn't toe the line, and because th- as soon as it's over they're saying okay what you have to say is this this and this is what happened and it's you know that you know something that made them made it look like it was an honest mistake rather than a a giant fuck up which is what it really was and he said no what happened was the number on the door was supposed to be 56 and it was 56 except that it was a nine that had flipped upside down and so they busted into the wrong apartment anyway that's like all in the first five minutes so no real spoiler there but so he ends up getting moved over to become a working for the uh, like internal investigations of the police like anti-corruption squad and that's like considered a demotion, because, you know, everybody hates Someone the anti because they are investigating police, right? They're saying, why don't just investigates and, uh, investigate real crimes instead of police? And so he ends up investigating this uh, one cop that's uh, not totally corrupt, but he's, being, he's getting involved in something that he
3: shouldn't be in. I I smell I can hear the yeah,
2: British
3: stuff roll. is I British stuff in is in really it. clean. Uh, like, it's... Clouds, over like, milk two. out from a bowl.
4: Battery's dead. I gotta my charger. I just was completely unprepared. Sorry.
1: Oh, Mark, you're all. I'm dis- ready now. You're I'm a, ready now. Are you disheveled? <laughs>
4: I'm disheveled. I've even got a glass of <laughs> wine. I'm about to pour, so I'll be. I'll be good.
1: Well, I'm glad to. i to hear that uh, you had a good visit. At uh, was it in St. Thomas?
4: No, it's actually very close to where I live. Kind of close to where we were meeting. Uh, just on uh, near. Just on the other, it's at Central and Adelaide, basically, and we were at Oxford and Adelaide,
3: mm. or near
4: near there, so quite close. Yeah, it's a space that um, Gerald had, Gerald Pedro's had uh, bought a a few years, well, not a few years ago, a few months ago, I meant to say, and he is using it as his working space, and he has part of it that's sort of in the middle of being finished. The photo that I sent you, I should have taken more photos actually, but um, anyway, the photo that I took you, I sent you, was taken in. Uh, um, a space that sort of doesn't have all the drywall up, it's a little bit raw, like you can see all the beams and everything up top, and, and uh, Laura... Warmke, what are those think,
1: beams? Are, what What is that? What, what did it used to be? I can't place uh, it.
4: I I think it was just like a, sh- like it was just, it's just a big kind of outbuilding shop type structure like this. It has two big garage doors on it, and I I, I don't really know what it was used for before, but See, Gerald, owned, as well as being an artist, Gerald is a uh, a general contractor. So he has lots of people that work for him and connections and ability to transform spaces. So he's he's working on tr- on uh, cleaning that up and rewiring it and and that, like I say, that one room where those pieces that were hanging from the uh, from the I guess you could see the beams then, yeah. So they're sort of hanging from that. That's all the old plaster or, or drywall or whatever whatever was up there before has all been removed and in the mid- in between that Laura looked at it and said, "Oh, I'd love to do my installation in here, so before he finishes the uh the renovation, she has her show up there so oh
1: that is so yeah it really cool. it really looks
4: good, yeah, it really looks good it's very uh it's very interesting, it's kind of like doodle art in a way, yeah yeah, it's uh very
1: linear and
4: uh... and, and I, I'm glad you got to meet those people too because uh they they're all it's i mean <laughs> There's, like, Frank Caprani. He's a bit of a character. <laughs> yeah. uh, but Laura, Laura is just such a sweetheart, though. Like, she's one of those people, like, you know, you, she runs this gallery, and she's been on the Chamber of Commerce, and she's an artist. She's, like, she's, a, she's got, like, a few kids. and
1: I really it, liked her.
4: Yeah, she's really cool. I don't know her yeah. very well, but every time I talk to her, I like her more.
1: Yeah, she's a real person.
4: Yeah, I love that. I love yeah. that.
1: Yeah. And her her installation is so pretty impressive
4: so cool i've
1: never seen that before yeah
4: you look at it and you say wow she spent an awful lot of time on this like it's it's like paper they're fairly large and then they're all those the ink drawing like they're i think probably done with a she probably draws it with pencil first and then goes over it with a sharpie Mm -hmm. and then cuts and then cuts it all out with an exacto knife it's all mounted on foam core and then it's hanging by fishing line from the ceiling
1: See, look at that. I mean, that's not expensive materials, but she's no, exactly. created a really cool, really fun, and, um, you know, children would love that.
4: And then the other room that had the food in it, which I spent more of my time hovering over the food, <laughs> had uh, these pieces where it's paintings that she's done, and then she burns them, and she takes photographs of the paintings burning. And I've got, like, her invite's... Or of that, maybe I'll uh, I'll, I'll take a photo or, or scan or something of that and send one to you because it's pretty interesting.
1: Well, and they're done that on, like, is fairly... so funny. Yeah,
4: yeah. And I am done always
1: set... burning. I'm always burning my artwork too, but for burning, not for yeah. uh, for artwork.
4: <laughs> well, you should document the process next time because you never know.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, because it makes it makes pretty interesting flames because they they come out all kinds of colors
4: yeah probably like setting off all kinds of you won't want to be breathing that stuff probably but i guess most of the most of the paints you're using are probably pretty pretty safe these days
3: Mm -hmm. yeah
4: so yeah that was so that was a fun afternoon there was a, a a couple of other london art people i haven't been too connected to the london art community over the last uh several years i've kind of Backed away from a, a little bit, so it's it's good to get me out to these things, and I'm you know to go out and see these people again, and it's often very much similar, you know similar people that are out of the same people that are out, but I, I know lots of them just to start, talk to them and say hi at the very least, and some of them I know better than others.
1: They really so it's, it's, like you too, I can tell. <laughs> they love you. Well, Ger- yeah,
4: Gerald Ger- 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 loves me. I don't know why, but Gerald, yeah, yeah, Gerald yeah, Ger- Ger-
1: yeah, Ger- 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 is is your fan. <laughs> <laughs>
4: well you know he would be he, I'm telling you next time you come back here if we have the time we should do a little studio tour of these because of, I think any of those guys like Gerald and definitely Brian and, and uh, Jeff would be totally open to you know going and chatting with them for a little bit in their studios and I think that would make a very interesting um, interesting chat we could have an interesting podcast definitely
1: definitely um, and I think I'd it would totally... make more
4: sense sorry sorry yeah, but, yeah, yeah, I'm totally for that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, and it, just to continue on the idea that, to me, like, I, I like the idea of doing that more while you're here, although I know you're not here that frequently because you live far away, but I like the idea of doing it in person more than just trying to grab people and interview them. Well, I don't mind that with people that I know better. Like, I know Brian and I know Jeff really well, but as I'm talking about some of these other folks that I don't really know, so I can not really hang out with them regularly, so it's it's a little bit more, it would be easier for if you were here, we could just make a thing of it, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, and, um, I'm feeling the same way here, um, I spend a lot of time, uh, going to see people's work, and, uh, I speak to artists every day, but they're kind of shy, they're a shy bunch, and, uh, uh,
4: it tends to go both ways. <laughs> they're either shy or else they're so extroverted. Oh, yeah,
1: like Frank. Oh, yeah, well,
4: he was unbelievable. I've never really... I think i met him once before, but I don't remember being like that. And I'm glad that you're the sort of person that I don't really think is very easy to offend.
3: <laughs> well, because I,
4: as he, every time he opened his mouth, I'm, I'm, like, thinking, what is this man going to say?
1: Inside, and, I'm and, thinking... I'm thinking... Inside, it's completely different. I'm thinking... What an ass! Like, why do you keep saying these stupid things? Well, it's like he's trying, he's
4: trying too hard, right? But I know that you're...
1: Around any issue, he would always tell you what exactly what was yeah. in his mind. And, yeah, and, and, yet... and even he... he he pulled back very often with me, like, he held back, he held back, like, I, I gotta give him credit for that. You knew that he could
4: been saying more, yeah. <laughs>
1: oh, and yet, and yeah. Yet,
4: but yet, he was the kind of guy that he would have <laughs> given you the shirt off his back, he would do anything for you, he was, like, so generous, right?
1: Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, and always there for you, and yes, like... We, Dave and I, we we didn't abuse that at all. Like, we, we were very independent growing up oh, yeah, and yeah. everything, but we didn't ask for much, but every time we did, he was always there. Oh, yeah, if he needed the case anything... not for my right, own dad.
4: Get, yeah, yeah, not everybody's parents are like that, and sometimes mm. it's because of their own decisions, I guess, and they aren't able to do it. In other cases, maybe they just feel that they, they're not supposed to do it because they didn't have it done for them or whatever, but... But yeah, I've been pretty lucky. My parents have always been been good about helping me when I needed it. Although you know, I'm old enough now that that's that's pretty far in the past. But still,
1: no, still. I mean, it it happens uh, in your in your thirties. You can come back home uh, anytime. Like, and apparently that happens a lot. Anyway, we're off topic. Let's get back. <laughs> let's, get back let's get back to Laura. Let's get
4: back. Get back, back to, to Laura. Me. Yes, her work. Yes. Um,
1: what else does yeah, she do? What is you know, her don't, background?
4: I, really, that's the first time I've ever seen her actually her artwork. I know that she's been. We were talking to her about her uh, management of the. It's it's called thing. I think it's called the Saint Thomas Elgin
3: mm-hmm. Gallery. I, mm-hmm. I,
4: and so it's it's kind of an Elgin County Gallery that's in Saint Thomas, and it's it's really quite a beautiful space. It's got nice tall ceilings, and I've. I've seen a number of of good shows there. Brian has had a couple of shows there since the time that I've known him. And uh, I think she's done a really good job of bringing it around. And and what I thought was interesting was that she said at this point they're not even really dependent upon grant money in order to keep open. Because she's been really good. And you've met her. She's fairly charismatic. She's funny. She's, you know, there's a lot. She's got a lot going for her. She's energetic. And she's gone out to the community and really drawn money in. And I think that's... uh, you know something that a lot of these a lot of public galleries probably could learn something from some of the smaller like sponsorships? ones
1: sponsorships she
4: gets sponsorships yeah yeah she gets like she, she said she was on the chamber of commerce you know she so she has all kinds of connections and so she's you know you go out and you ask people for money in person and you tell them what it's for and you show them the value that they're getting for it and they are more likely to make contributions right
3: Mm-hmm. because
4: i know uh, another friend of mine was um involved in the same job at, I think it's called the Glynhurst gallery in in uh, Brantford and she was telling me I remember that when she first got there that every, all they did at the boardroom board meetings was they people would just sit around and complain about how the community didn't support them
3: yeah and
4: so she kinda of, she kind of looked into it and realized that their reaching out to the community was essentially sending all the big businesses in the in the community a form letter asking them for money
3: yeah
4: and, and they all just didn't respond right and so alan actually went out and met everybody and she raised a hundred thousand dollars she said in like two months and they were all just flabbergasted
1: Wow! because
4: they said we've been trying to get money out of these people forever so really you need that personal connection i think
1: yeah 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 Yeah, so you visit and you exactly say you want to come to this new opening and
4: it's even putting a name to a face right yeah yeah
1: no i totally agree yeah yeah, that makes sense, but you have to have the the ability to do that. Like you have and to.
4: And you have to, yeah, yeah, I agree. And I think you also have to have like a base level of support. Like you want to have, like you'd want to think that there was at least, on the municipal level. Like I mean, you were telling me with this uh, Sault Ste. Marie, that you know that they're very strapped for money, and that you know that you, you know to get even ten thousand dollars out of them is probably not that easy to do because.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So, so
4: you want to get you want to try to get them over that hump where they realize that they're getting something back. Like I, I think you know, there's tourism connected to it. You're bringing people in for openings and shows. You're, you know, like you, you, it's it's more than just uh, like just supporting the arts and then it's like a black hole that you put your money into. I think it's it's much bigger than that.
1: Well, the, I told you that one of the councilors wanted to sell part of the Bellevue Park, which is the yeah, Central exactly. Park, you know, like and
4: then, and then what? right? Yeah. Like what are you going to do like in 50 years? What? Like exactly. you're going to say well, that was the best decision we ever made. I doubt it.
1: I was talking with uh, somebody the other day um, uh, at Rome's so a film student and he was talking about this old uh, theater that was, um, it used to be called the princess and it had this beautiful sign. It was like an arrow, uh, like a 1930s kind of uh kitsch kind of arrow pointing towards the Princess Theatre, you know, and, um, uh, this, and it's this very is iconic, suit? yeah, in St. Mary on Gore Street, and right. um, the, the theatre went through many, many renovations, people tried to make it into a nightclub, it hasn't worked, it hasn't uh, at all, it hasn't been picked up, but it used to be, apparently a very beautiful theater. I don't know how much of the mold, the old moldings and stuff is is left inside, but this kid, he's 30 now, um, he was talking about the princess and how the city would would benefit from having a repertory type of uh, cinema because we only have galaxy theaters, Right and, right, and we have festivals like Shadows of the Mind Festival or the fall film festival and and they show international movies like then. that films that
4: you films that you would never see at a galaxy five hundred
1: yeah, but uh but now or galaxy with theaters also Gosh, with Netflix <laughs> with Netflix people can see anything anytime, but the thing is, what if you bring back like people like this kind of old theater kind of popcorn kind
4: of atmosphere and you know i agree we we had if you remember from your time living in london we had the new yorker
1: yeah
4: and that ended up going uh becoming so you know going under and being sold and it became a bar and now it's they ripped the roof off so people could smoke as a patio where the it's just ridiculous Anyway, that's, not, that's it's not even running as anything now. But a number of years ago, I, I don't know exactly how long ago, one opened called The Highland on uh, sort of uh, Warncliffe and Byron area, because we're Warncliffe South kind of thing. And it shows, you know, and it, lots of interesting movies. And some of them are films that you might see in the regular theaters, but they usually show them a little bit later.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: And sometimes there are things that you would just never see, right? Like, um, I'm trying to think of the last things that I've seen there. My mind is drawing a blank, of course. I saw, like, yeah.
3: the
4: Coen brothers, the the one, um, lewin L- 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 Davis or whatever. I saw that one. Oh, inside and Davis' mind. Oh,
1: that was such a good movie. I
4: quite liked it. I wasn't I was uh, uh, I wasn't really sure about it at first, but it may... anything that makes me think like about it a long time afterwards, I... I generally draw the conclusion that it was a, a a good piece of art.
1: Oh yeah, he was such a little asshole that, that guy
4: <laughs> Yeah, he was so unlikable, exactly. You get like and I have trouble sometimes relating to to artworks or to films or to books or whatever where you're not supposed to like the main character. I find that troublesome but but it was good.
1: <laughs> that that couple that he kept visiting, the, the the academics that were so boring but so sweet and and they're talking about their cats, you know. Oh yeah, cats, yeah, The scrotum. <laughs> <laughs> the cat has no scrotum. <laughs> oh,
4: I don't remember. I have to watch it again. I remember there was a lot of really funny moments in it. And I think John Goodman was in it too, wasn't he?
3: Uh, anyway, so.
1: <laughs> I think not remember.
4: I think he. Yeah, I, I, I think he played a bit part in it. He was, he was in the car or something like that when he got picked
1: oh, up in the yes, limo. Oh yes, 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 yes. A yeah. strange character. Yes. The, a dead so, guy, I think.
4: Yeah. Anyway, I think Sault Ste. Marie has probably got enough. It's it's remote enough community. There's enough support in that area. I would think that that is a good idea that a repertory theater could be... You're not going to make a million bucks on it, but it would definitely be... Uh, I, think, I think it would be... It could be solvent, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I was talking to him. You know, if you're really serious about it, just start putting your committee together and uh, of like minded people, that's the most important thing because what breaks down really anything I feel if a business goes under whatever, it's always a breakdown breakdown in communication right like it's it's um it's the team that breaks down or the partnership that breaks down yeah. or yeah for uh, sure so. Uh, if he has like some really good, solid friends that believe in it and and would would uh, be willing to put some effort to towards it, then we'd right. start grant writing and yeah, grant writing and writing you know? and writing grants and and then yeah, like you're saying, getting those sponsorships. I'm I'm not that kind of person. I'm not a no, very kind of you know. But there are
4: those people person. that are out there. It's not your job to do that, but I think your job would be, if you're involved in these things, would be to at least advocate for that and say you can't expect money to just show up at our doorsteps. It's not going to happen that way. You got to have like you got to have boots on the ground, you know.
1: Mm Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. So. And it's
4: amazing. There's so much money out there. Like, like that's I I hear some of these numbers, and you think, well, like these places are like having troubles keeping their doors open because they can't come up with like fifty thousand dollars or something. I'm thinking that's like not even what it costs to hire somebody for a year you know it's like I mean it is a lot of money on a certain sense as an individual but we're we're talking about the collective of society and, you know what's possible with uh, in terms of you know what it costs to run a gallery and what the benefits to the community are of that gallery like give me a break
1: I agree I, I totally agree with you Mark I, I know and you
4: think like you just gotta like somehow get through to these people that okay look like don't be silly about you know, where you're going to try to nickel and dime and save money, because I think you get more back out of that than you do out of a lot of other areas where there's (laughs) a lot of money spent, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars on EA studies that don't go anywhere, like, there's so much money that gets spent on,
1: yeah, yeah, no kidding, (laughs) Well, um, it was really a joy to uh, come down and and meet uh, these yeah, people I'm really glad that, that you were telling talking to me about, and yeah, um, I really yeah, liked I'm really them. glad.
4: I'm really glad that worked out. And like I say, it's, you make a bit of a connection with them, and and I think, you know, every time you come back, we should try to get together, even if it's only for a couple of hours or whatever, and we can maybe do a studio visit, or 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 maybe have them come out again to like one of these to a patio or to a bar, and we can chat with them or. Or something like that, because I think that would make interesting, uh, interesting conversation they're for our, mili- more, for our millions better. of listeners.
1: They're much better. <laughs> they're much better artists than I am. Um, but yeah, uh, but you know what? It's I all about care. being
4: inspired. I, I bet you went back there and you were inspired. You know, you see these people and you see what they're doing and you see how committed they are to it. And you just want to. You. It makes you want to be a better artist. It makes you want to work harder. It, it makes. It
1: does. It
4: does. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I think meeting other artists and. and I've always been of the, of the, opi- the opinion, rather, that, um, you know, being an artist, I, I don't see it as, as a, you're really in competition with other artists, because everybody's art is so unique, and I think you got to band together and just sell art as a whole, and not as, yeah, like, Yeah,
1: but you're me bringing or you. me, no, but Mark, you're bringing me to people that have been doing it for 30 years, you know?
4: Yeah, 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 but that's going to be you. That's <laughs> going to be you. I don't see you stopping this as well, honestly
1: no i'm not i'm not going to stop and i understand they're gonna have to
4: pry a paint they're gonna have to pry a paintbrush out of your dead hand someday (laughs) when you're 98 or whatever
1: definitely definitely but but you know like it's it's a little bit uh like when they're asking me what do you like to do and i i'm totally like babbling i don't know
4: seriously they've all been there and they like that. They like that young excitement. They like people trying to figure out where they're going. Honestly, that's totally true. Like these are pretty laid back people. They're not. I, I wouldn't say any of them were really snobby. Really, like they're no, you know they're they might have snobby. strong opinions or whatever. But but in terms of somebody who's who's a, a, you know starting out as an artist and discovering and trying to figure out what is it they want to do and to say like what is it that you do and you say well you know you're in school you're basically trying to do everything. But you, I think you know you're. To me, the answer for you would be that you really are... I think you are a painter. I think that's where you're going to be going.
1: I think so. I think so, yes. But But maybe, maybe
4: it's too soon to say that. But I think <laughs> that that's the... That, to me, just from my own outside perspective, that's the area that I think it seems to excite you the most. And the other stuff is like it's all about learning more so than excitement.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not excited about drawing. That's true. Although sometimes I wonder because... Uh, You know, I was pretty certain that I would be doing painting all my life and that, you know, like I saw myself as a painter. And then as soon as I started doing other things, I'm like, I don't know if, if that is the case. I, you know, I feel like I'm always kind of, my mind is always pacing, trying to, you know, find find a new, learn a new technique or find a new way to integrate uh, materials, playing with materials? what What is that going to do to the overall, you know, thing?
2: Well, you can, I mean, the thing is, is you can always
4: keep painting as a central part of what you do, but, you know, move into more multimedia, but still have painting somehow involved. I mean, you can even do installation art that's as, you know, like, Laura's work is basically a big piece of installation art, but it's all drawing,
3: right? It's so I It's mean, so
1: awesome. I love what she's done, really. Like, it's like, it's almost like um, an old set, you know? Like, it's a set. Yeah, 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 yeah.
4: I saw that, too. And then, again, <laughs> I said earlier, the doodle art thing. It's like, it's got this, like, there's <laughs> mushrooms and stuff in it. You couldn't see it. <laughs> yeah. I could have taken more pictures, but there's, like, it's like all this, like, Alice in Wonderland kind of, and, like, sea imagery and and, like, stuff that would be, like, you know, in a... You know, under go black lights and stuff. <laughs>
3: like,
1: it's and almost be- like be- she she did that so people would take pictures of themselves in this environment. You know?
4: Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty. I really, I was really impressed with that, and and I liked her. I'm going to send you. I'm looking, actually, right in front of me now at a, a a picture of her paintings that are on fire in the fire pit. And I think you'll quite like that.
1: And Gerald, Gerald, Gerald. Yeah,
4: Gerald Jean- Jean- Pedros, Yeah,
1: Pedros um he he's such a darling and so he he just kind of thought well that is cool so Laura's gonna do this in my space and that's gonna be awesome so i think that's pretty pretty genius gerald is
4: gerald is a big time supporter of the arts like he is he will do whatever he can to support artists to support people doing things he's like a you know, he's one of these guys who grew up in, this, in the, more or less, in the streets in Montreal, like in a you know poor community, and, and, and now he's like really made a lot for himself. He's like, you know, he's got this huge multi-million-dollar contracting business, and he's an artist, and he's got like unlimited energy. I don't know where he gets that from, but but you know, he's the sort of guy that runs this business and yet still manages to paint for five or five hours every day.
1: And he is such like look at him. He's such a little gentleman. Oh, he's he is.
4: He's a little gentleman. A little pipe smoking gentleman.
1: <laughs> he's like a dandy, you know. Like, yeah,
4: yeah. He's he's a good guy. I I, I don't know him as well as uh, as I know Brian or as I know Jeff, for example. I've I've not known him that long, and uh, he's a guy who's a little bit harder to kind of because he kind of has this like exterior of of. Uh, what he's presenting and I think you have to like get to know him to get behind that but that's fine I mean that's uh, I don't mean that as a criticism it's just he knows a lot of people and he knows how to remember people's names I mean if you're a successful business person you have to have all these traits and I think that if you have those traits and you also are an artist you're in really good shape right because artists are generally they don't want to talk to other people, and they don't want to deal with yeah. any of the business, <laughs> any of the business aspect of being an artist. It's just about just leave me alone and let me create.
1: Right? It's so true, yeah. so grouchy.
4: So yeah, grouchy. so Gerald's a good example of somebody who's got very well-rounded skills and the ability to, to, you know, to convince someone that they you know, this painting that I made is worth three thousand dollars or whatever, five thousand dollars. You know, you know, you know, you know what I mean? Like some people are just it, their energy just. Like flows out of them and into you, yeah. And then your check, and then your checkbook just automatically <clears throat> opens.
1: Very mature, very mature, um, mature paintings and mature. Yeah, I like those drawings.
4: on the mylar that he had were beautiful. Yeah,
1: yeah, Frank. The one with the,
4: the the purple kind of mountains, Frank's too. But mm-hmm. I like Gerald's. I've known Gerald's work more, and oh. uh, they're quite different, but but uh, very interesting. And and the reason, just in passing, that Gerald works on mylar a lot. Yeah. And actually, I guess the same with with Frank is that it it's very easy to store. See, Gerald travels a fair bit. He goes away to Costa Rica every year for like about two months,
3: mm-hmm.
4: and he does other traveling as well. And so he does everything on mylar, and then he can just wrap them up into tubes. Yeah. So, he, so when when he's away, he he continually makes art, right? Oh,
1: that makes sense.
4: But, yeah, and then mylar it's just such a, a nice flexible medium that. And you said you had some. I I, sure. I I'm really. Inc- I'd really encourage you to try to work with it because I did a little bit with it and I found it to be the most beautiful thing to draw on or to paint on. It's just really nice.
1: It it um, I was looking at uh, the way that the paint was uh, adhering to the mylar, so it it looks as as though it's pretty uh, sturdy as well. Like um, it's. Uh, you can you can layer many layers of acrylic maybe uh, yeah mylar has
4: and mylar has two sides right like if you feel your mylar you'll notice if I remember right anyway mylar has one side that is toothy and another side that's really smooth Ah, uh and the toothy side like what is beautiful and what mylar was originally really used a lot for was for uh, drafting and so with graphite and it just, the way graphite flows on Mylar, it's just like, it's like melting chocolate, basically. It's beautiful.
3: Yeah? Yeah?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, try, try, try doing some cow, draw, some cow drawings of, of uh, <laughs>
3: uh
4: on on Mylar using, using just, just graphite.
1: Oh, good idea.
4: Yeah, I think yeah. you'd really like the way it feels. And then maybe colored in after with with acrylic paint. But, and then the acrylics tend to look a little bit like watercolor on it, too, I find, like, because there's that translucent quality to it.
3: Mm-hmm. -hmm.
4: So yeah, I would say if you've got some of that and you're looking to, have you been making much art over the summer, or you've been probably too busy with everything else in life, right?
1: No, no, I have. I have kept up. Uh, I've made uh, two major paintings, um, but I've already given one away, and I kept the other one. I've done a lot of uh, digital um, mashups. I've done some drawings, lots of drawings. I've done some prints uh, at the end of uh, the spring, like April, May, and June. But then I stopped uh, because I got um, I got obsessed with shinkole, which is a process where you have to use a rice paste to oh, yeah. glue to glue. Um, uh, a, a a small print, let's say a, a print on on rice paper that you want to include into a bigger print on another uh, a piece of paper that is more like um, a Somerset kind of paper, a rag right. paper a watercolor right, right. paper that that will uh, take take on the um, the the Chincolet rice paper that. You glue with this rice paste and you put through the press in a very specific way.
3: <laughs> so...
1: <laughs> did
4: you, do you <laughs> make the rice paste yourself? You I then?
1: tried. See, that's the thing. I tried. I bought some rice uh, flour. I thought uh, I could get away with it, and then I, I tested it with Andrea. Andrea had, like, li- old... Um, um, tubes, almost dried up tubes of, of yamato paste. It's called yamato paste, and she tried squeezing it for me, and we tried making it work, but <laughs> all my materials were wrong. Like I didn't have the right kind kinds of materials. So, at this point, I just kind of thought, hmm, I need, I need to, to find that that. Uh, sh- rice paste uh that yamato paste and you can't find it anywhere online so uh, really? i was just i was just in Currys in london and found three huge bottles and i bought them all
4: <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> rice paste rice paste for life
1: <laughs> yeah um so i got one for me one for noni my professor and one for andrea my professor as well so um by that time, Um, like, I'm taking this um, advanced studio class, and I love advanced studio because you get to do what you want, and that's awesome, so I They don't even tell you
4: anything, right? They don't say you have to use this medium or that, you just, your idea, it's just, you've got to, you've got to probably put a show up at the end of it or something, right, or participate in a group show or something, like, you've got to have a few...
1: The thing is every class you have to bring some work, you have to keep up your work, you have to submit a proposal, uh, you have to talk about it and you have to share and then in the end, yeah, you do have uh, a lot of pieces put together, in, you know, not in a show but almost like in a show, you know, you present your your whole uh, kind of independent project yeah. kind of thing.
4: Yeah, like in, uh, here in London, at the, for the Fanshawe Art Program, uh, th- I don't know when you were at Western if you remember the Macintosh Gallery.
1: I never saw that.
4: Yeah, so there's that little gallery that's kind of in the middle of the university mm-hmm. campus, almost dead in the center of it. And they, um, so when the Fanshawe like third year graduating class would every year does a show there, and so that's what they're kind of working towards. I think with their uh, probably their Final studio um course. And so, you know, they'll have like, it's a group show, so they probably each get like three or four pieces or something like that. But it's been pretty good. I've gone to it, I haven't been to it in years, but, uh, and, and actually they might not even do it there anymore, but it, that doesn't really matter. But it, it is definitely a big part of the program that they do this like exhibition that is advertised and people can come out and look at it and that sort of thing.
1: That is awesome. That yeah, is it's pretty, awesome. yeah, it's pretty it. cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. We do our own like end of the year show. Uh, not a lot of people come. Um, you know, friends, uh, a few faculty members, but not not many people. But now that I'm on the arts council, I'm going to, I'm going to be.
4: Uh, yeah, start pushing it. I mean, Damn right. Cause yeah, that's, absolutely. Yeah, because that's the sort of thing that they need. Is like there's all this like. Talent out there and people that are wanting to have their work seen, like find a space and show a group show. You know, like I think that's a great idea for a, a school program.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, you you had half an hour for me tonight. So <laughs> don't...
4: Well, whatever. You know, I wasn't I wasn't being that uh, that the cut and dry about time, but yeah, we've had a, a good chat. I think we can probably
3: <laughs> bid adieu.
1: <laughs> bid adieu. <laughs> You're so funny when you speak French. I try. <laughs> uh, give uh, Bill Marie a big squeeze, and Ashley as well. I'll give him hi. Well. I'll
4: say hi to Ashley, and okay. we'll try to uh, we'll try to keep this a little more regular. The summer's been tough, but I think uh, I think we can do it at least a couple times a month from here on oh, in.
1: Mark, we must not. We must not disappoint the listener.
4: <laughs> <laughs> there are, are millions. And we
1: do, have, we do have listeners, Mark.
4: Well, that's good. But, that's good. But well, they're
1: a silent bunch. We never know who's listening, but they are listening.
4: <laughs> well, hello, listeners, and uh, we will talk to you within one to two weeks.
1: Yay.
4: Yay, okay.
3: Good night.
0: C'est un bâtard, c'est ce que disent son œil et son poil, mais il a du chien. Chaque matin, il court la gamelle, c'est ce que lui ont appris ses maîtres successifs. Chaque lendemain, il ronge l'os, ce qu'il peut, ce n'est pas excessif. Les rues sont froides, à même le sol, on se fait humilité. Les rues aboient, même si t'es chien, c'est l'agressivité. Au fil des journées, les instants se succèdent, d'errance en errance, à force de tourner la queue entre les jambes de la désespérance. C'est un bel être qui se fait entretenir comme un bel âtre Chaque matin il se lève, se fait pouponner l'esprit tranquille Chaque lendemain il plonge la tête, la première dans cette vie facile Les rues sont clean, se déclinent en promenade sur les promenades des grands boulevards Les rues déciment ceux qui dépriment sous ce ciel gonflé d'espoir Au fil des journées les instants se succèdent, mielleux à souhait A force de tourner comme dans un rêve sur ce manège enchanté C'est un bâtard, c'est ce que disent son œil et son poil, mais c'est un homme, eh oui. Chaque matin, il court la gamelle, c'est ce que nous ont appris ses maîtres successifs. Chaque lendemain, il ronge l'os qu'il peut, ce n'est pas excessif. Les rues sont froides, à même le sol, on se fait humilité. Les rues à bois, en chien ou pas, quel est ton pédigré Au fil des journées, les instants se succèdent, d'errance en errance, à force de tourner la queue entre les jambes de la désespérance. C'est un bel être qui se fait entretenir comme un bel Mais c'est un chien, eh oui, que voulez-vous Chaque matin, il se lève, se fait pouponner l'esprit tranquille. Chaque lendemain, il plonge la tête, la première dans cette vie facile. Les rues sont clean, se déclinent en promenade sur les promenades des grands boulevards. Les rues déciment ceux qui dépriment sous ce ciel gonflé d'espoir. Au fil des journées, les instants se succèdent, mielleux à souhait À force de tourner, comme dans un rêve, sur ce manège enchanté. Voilà notre monde, où il fait quelquefois mieux vivre d'être une bête que d'être un homme.